listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, June 3rd. It is Monday. It is Monday. Okay, so... First Monday of June. It, it is. It's the first Monday of June, but in all transparency, we're actually recording for today. It's true. Because it's Vacation Bible School week, <laughs> and uh, I have some duties at VBS, so we are recording. But we have uh, two really good stories. Well, it's, it's really one story, two different perspectives mm-hmm. um, on this as well. The We've had so much rain this year, it, mm-hmm. it, and even snow. We had quite a bit of snow yeah, this year as well. Wet. Precipitous. Precipitous. Yeah. Is that the right word? I like that word. I might throw that I don't in the know show if it's title. the right word to use or not, but lots of <laughs> lots of lots of precipitation and uh how is that impacting our farmers mm-hmm. um from the flooding in Nebraska and how many um cattle farms, cattle ranches that that affected to um those who are planting crops or, or trying to plant crops yeah. this year. So, we're going to take a look at that. Thanks so much to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone, the Reverend Todd Kolbaum, Director of Luth- the LCMS Rural and Small Town Mission. Todd, thanks so much for being our guest. Oh, thanks for having me. How, in your work with Rural and Small Town Mission, you you interact with uh, congregations, pastors, who, who serve all over the country, a lot in the, the Midwest, and so many impacted um, by, are, are, are right in the, the throes of farming, and, and even some of our um, uh, bivocational pastors who are farmers as well. Uh, so you get to interact with them and, and, and have gotten to know them. Uh, what has been the... Uh, the um, you know, I wouldn't say consensus, but what is the, the message that you're hearing from uh, the farmers this year and those who, who care for our farmers uh, regarding the impact of all the precipitation this year? Well, especially throughout the Midwest, there's hardly a parish that hasn't been affected. And some of them, of course, more than others. But uh, this is so widespread this year that, it, you know, you, you and it seems like uh, the last few years, we've had a 50-year flood uh, about every five or six years here lately. So, uh, it's, it's happening, um, more often. And so they, they barely get recovered. Many of these guys barely get recovered from the last catastrophic loss and we're headed into another one. So there's a lot of, uh, congregations that have many members that are fairly deeply affected by all of this. How does all of this affect all of these farmers' livelihoods? Well, it really, it's, it's hard to even imagine, especially uh, when you consider back early in the spring when you know, western Nebraska got hit with that major blizzard. We lost innumerable uh, head of cattle uh, through that and, and other livestock. And then you had the flooding heading into the, to the more central Midwest. And you've got, you've got guys that um, certainly got put back in the amount of crops that they can get in. And they had, of course, the livestock loss, but you also have farms that have been around for, for a long, long time and been great fertile ground. And, and I've been hearing stories about uh, about land that's been planted for, for decades and decades being under 10 feet of sand now because mm-hmm. that all got silted out uh, from, the, from the riverbeds. And now it's sitting in, <clears throat> excuse me, it's sitting in a field and it's going to be unplantable, and it's going to be unplantable for years. That that impacts, you know, their livelihood, their families, uh, and, and as you mentioned, farms that have and some of these are century farms that have yeah. been around for you know for a hundred years or more that um, have been providing not only for their own families but providing for many families as they're um, whether they're cattle ranchers or whether they're you know they're raising crops to provide for many. This is uh, 
this this it raises these questions when we pray for when we pray the lord's prayer give us this day our daily bread and that often brings to mind the the farmer who who works to uh, and is the the means by which god one of the means by which god provides for us daily so not only does it impact their livelihood but it's it's impacting us as well right the the trickle down effect from it and and especially you'll feel that in the parish because you may not have a lot of individual farmers in your parish, but the fact that all of this is is um, such a financial and and really personal impact to so many people, you know, it's going to trickle down. Things are going to be more expensive. Uh, things are going to be harder to come by, and 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 there's a lot of personal care that really needs to take place. And unfortunately, you, you get in the mode of of trying to take care of business. And and it's easy once the water starts to dry up, it's easy to think, well, the crisis is over, but it really isn't. And so there's so much human care that needs to happen after these things, and especially long term, that we can't lose sight of that. Because we've got to make sure, uh, especially out of our RSTM parishes, that we're keeping an eye on folks. Because that the the real effect of all of this disaster really isn't going to hit for a while down the road when when things just keep piling up we we always confess in well hopefully always confess in the the explanation of the fifth commandment uh that we help and support our neighbor in their physical need and and you're talking about this support that that is going to be a long-term thing what does that support look like what is that helping our neighbor look like well, I think first of all, it's it's praying for each other, and that's that's really important. I think uh, there's a lot of that that happens when the when the crisis is fresh. We do a lot of praying, but as we move down the road, it's it's sort of like uh, after a funeral. You do a lot of praying for someone who loses a loved one uh, prior to the funeral, but you get and you're visiting, and everybody's bringing food and things. But after the funeral, you know, when you talk to folks when who have lost somebody, um, it's afterwards that people just kind of get back into their own uh, their own lane, so to speak, and they kind of forget about it, and that's when they feel the the trauma the worst. And so I think that's what it really is about, is keeping cognizant of the fact that these uh, these folks that have been affected by all this flooding, uh, it's an ongoing issue. Uh, you know, even having rain this week, even though most of our land here around Concordia, Missouri is planted, there's still things that aren't. And, and the fact that we've got so much rain, it just keeps pushing things back. So I think it's the long-term effect and keeping an eye on folks. This is where uh, folks start to, you know, you, depression sets in and, and uh, you know, you hear about, uh, especially amongst farmers, uh, the suicide rate goes up so much during times uh, following a crisis like that we've had. And really keeping a touch point with folks and making sure that we're having contact with them. And when we don't see them in church, that we're going to them and visiting with them. And it can't all be on the shoulders of the pastor either. This is the body of Christ caring for the body of Christ. And we need to remember that. So we need to, to, to go and be fed on Sunday, but then we need to be keeping an eye on our neighbor and, and what's best for them uh, and, and trying to help them in their livelihood in, in any way we can. Uh, and farmers historically have been great. If a farmer comes down sick uh, or injured, 
you know, at harvest time, they'll, they'll, the neighbors will all go harvest his crops or at planting time, they'll go plant his crops, whatever needs to be done. And that's great. And that's wonderful that it happens. But this is going to be so widespread and so long term. But I think we really need to, uh, it's easy to become fatigued, but we need, really need to keep an eye on each other and keep uh, supporting one another through all of these types of things because it's, it's easy to lose sight and then it's easy to get disconnected from the word and disconnected from the body, and that's where people really will have problems. I had a chance not too long ago to talk with uh, our friends in Fremont, Nebraska, about the, the the surrounding communities that had been impacted by flooding, and and uh, they shared what what you mentioned earlier as well that the the flooding was so great that it just left piles of sand mm-hmm. on the farms and 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 so many cattle that were lost. And, and talking with LCMS disaster response here mm-hmm. recently, uh, and and just the, you know seeing the, they saw some of the images of that too. That you know the the just the the um dramatic loss of uh so many heads of cattle for these farmers and i just can't get those images out of my head uh what a a uh, a big change this is going to be that it's going to take a long time to to recover from that um but what do we pray in these times as we wait how do we pray for our neighbor and and what do we pray um hopefully as we gather with our neighbor and how do we pray for them well, I think you hit the nail right on the head when you say with. Uh, I think that presence and, and being with folks and praying with them and praying to the Lord that he deliver them from this crisis, whatever the deliverance may be. Uh, you know, I think for a lot of folks, they, they it's so overwhelming, they really don't know where they're headed now and how they're going to recover from this. But the Lord has something in store for them, and that's, that's the beauty of that. And we can always return to the cross. And so we remember that, that uh, as we pray, we pray for the Lord to give us strength and peace, that peace which pr- surpasses all understanding, that even in the midst of this, uh, this horrible trial, that the Lord is there granting his peace and his strength, and that uh, we continue to return to that, that well, to be refreshed, uh, even when it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of refreshment out there. But again, that the idea of praying with and for. Uh, and so not just not just giving some lip service and saying, well, I'll be praying for you, but literally, you know, holding hands uh, with folks and walking along with them and praying with them and, and uh, continuing to support them in any way we can. So we, we certainly will be uh, praying for our our neighbors, our, our farmers, and uh, we'll in just a little bit get the opportunity to hear uh, this, this per, the perspective of uh, a farmer, a uh, small farm in Hinkley, Illinois. We're going to talk with Farmer Jeff in just a little bit. Pastor Kolbaum, thanks so much for being our guest and uh, providing this perspective for us, and, and uh, thanks for lifting up our farmers in prayer. Oh, thanks so much for having me on, and thanks for keeping this in front of people's uh, uh, interest because it's important that we keep keep an eye out for our, our neighbors. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.